Welcome to a brand new episode of the Problematic Sticker Anime Podcast. I am your host today, Gary. Welcome me to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Did I have my money right? back? Thank you. My subjects have responded finally. The first one, Chris, welcome to my podcast. How are you? Yay. I'm so happy to your podcast. All right. <laughs> I see it. Okay. It's good to be here. On Gary's podcast. See, was that so hard? Just agree with me. Everybody goes home happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to learn that that's the sad truth. Oh my god. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> like much of America, I've given in. And I'm just too tired to keep going. Yeah. That's what happens. How's the anime been <laughs> for you, though? Uh, anime has been great. I have been focusing on the fairy tale this uh, this week still. Ooh, uh, how far just, are you? Uh, I finished out the Tenrojima. Remind me what happened in that arc? Uh, the the island that they are the S class rankings on. Ah, yes, we're. Guild Arts fights the gravity guy. Yep. And... Guild Guild Arts versus Blue Note. Yep, yep. Yep. And Lucy gets thrown into precarious situations because of a voodoo doll. Oh, all the time. Good times, man. <laughs> God, that was still that was still such a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be there. You had to be there. Yes. <laughs> also joining us, Ben. Welcome. Thank you. Hello. Hello. How has the anime been for you? Uh, not bad. I've watched The Seven Deadly Sins. All of, All it. of it. All of it. All technically three seasons, but it should only yeah. be two. <laughs> yeah. I only saw two listed on our Netflix. Really? Did they cut it into two? Yeah, the one season's really long. Yeah. Hmm. Good to know. Good but yeah, I watched all of it. it was I'm good. happy to hear, man. I'm happy to hear. Yes. And back, Klaus is back. Hi. The Nightbringer has returned from raiding. Bringing the night. Yes, and stuff. <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> good to be back. Now? To my podcast. The, to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, someone's getting removed right about now. No. <laughs> oh, good. It was Chris. <laughs> it's been pretty good. I actually watched an anime this last week called um, Dragon Pilot mm. on Netflix. It's actually pretty cute. So if you guys like that kind of thing, it, you just I have to say cute. Chris is already on the fifth episode. Probably. I, uh, to be to be honest, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I put my uh, watch list. And uh, when you got I, some time, I, go binge it. You'll enjoy. Yes, I, you put cute in it, so yes, I, I now will go watch it. The art <laughs> style is absolutely amazing. It's kind of watercolor, and mm. it's it's really nice. It's got that really good hand drawn look to it. There's, I believe, just the tiniest bit of CG, but uh, it it it's blended in well. I thought it was a well done thing. And who knows? Maybe it's one we'll uh, recommend sometime in the future. But Ooh. I guess I Maybe. just wanted to talk about it because it is a newer one on Netflix. Um, but I guess I had watched uh, Seven Deadly Sins 
actually right after I recommended it and then took a break. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having to see if I can remind myself exactly what happened on it. Chris is very good at remembering the small things. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I, and Ben Ben is fresh too, so he'll remember stuff. Excellent. Yeah, well, I, I watched it on Monday, so freshish. I mean, nothing really matters. All we do is he's going to talk about Escanor because he's the greatest thing that happened in that whole show. Yeah, he sure is a thing. No, yeah. Um, well, we have some news to get into a little bit here and there. Uh, I guess we can start off with uh, the big one. Uh, Hulu and Funimation have come to a deal, a multi-year partnership that will see pretty much a massive library coming to Hulu from Funimation anime. Oh, uh, yeah, we know uh, they ended their partnership with Crunchyroll and uh, VRV, so all of Funimation stuff is going to be leaving VRV, um, and, all yes. of its, and all of its dubbed anime is going to be leaving Crunchyroll. So Crunchyroll is still going to have Funimation anime that Funimation produces, but it's just going to be subtitled. Um, which is fine for a lot it of people. It kind of sucks, though, because they've confirmed that they're removing the Dragon Ball Super dub from the English version of Hulu. So, what? Yeah, there will be no English version of Dragon Ball Super here. On Crunchyroll? On your Hulu. You know, but you don't have Hulu. But you don't have Hulu over there. Well, supposedly we're getting it next year, aren't we? Yeah, 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 you are. Yeah. But they've said that they're not bringing over Super with it. Oh, maybe it's the licensing thing yeah. with... I don't think... I don't know if Funimation produces it in no. in the UK. I think somebody else does it. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But yeah, this is, I think, a very huge deal. I think this is a big blow to Crunchyroll. Because in this deal... Hulu now gets uh, early access to animes that are only going to come to Hulu and not Crunchyroll. So this might actually hurt Crunchyroll in the long run. This is a big deal. Um, Crunchyroll, uh, well, not Crunchyroll, sorry. Uh, Hulu is going to get uh, semi-dubs of both, of both um, well, semi-dubs, yeah, of pretty much every anime that they're going to get on their network from now on, so both English and Japanese will appear day and day from the way it sounds, um, which is a better deal that you're getting with Funimation, which is usually four episodes behind on their dubs sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think of this huge deal? Um, Chris, let's start with you. Or not. Klaus, let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> It's another service that I can't afford to get. Let's just put it that way. The way that, I mean, I appreciate the fact that these companies are trying to get anime out to the masses in different ways, but they're splitting it up in so many different aspects that it's impossible to really get all the anime that you want without having 20 different services. Mm-hmm. And I guess that, that part's somewhat frustrating to me. It would be kind of nice if, we, if there was a way we could get it in a, you know, like a package kind of deal. But I don't know. It's, people are going to have to be a little more selective with where they end up putting their streaming dollars, I think. And it's, a lot of it's going to depend on what type of uh, content is available. Like, is 
what Netflix offers is going to be good enough for most people. Are people going to switch from Netflix to Hulu over this? You know, if their main um, type of uh, content that they want is anime, um, or are people going to find another source? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it's one of those things where now, like, if you look at it, you don't really need to have both Funimation and Hulu. I guess because if all of Funimation stuff is going to Hulu then what's the point? I mean, well, I'm not saying all of it is going to go to Hulu, but pretty much all the newer stuff, I think, is going to appear on both. When does it start? I don't think they have a thing here. I'm Sometime next year. Yeah, there's no specific date on when, when this all starts or if it's already started, so... And it's also important to know now that because Disney's moving in, Hulu is owned, I believe, by a subsidiary of 20th Century Fox. And since Disney has now bought 20th Century Fox, Hulu is under their umbrella. So who knows what's going to happen there? Because Disney's coming out with their own streaming service. Yeah, which I was under the assumption they're just going to take what Hulu was and just turn it into... Disney Plus and just remove the Hulu name. But now if they're going to have two streaming services, um, it'll be interesting because Disney is a very family-friendly network, so I don't think they'll want to have like an Attack on Titan on their network. Um, so, but yeah. they also uh, have... some Disney stuff that's not completely child-friendly, so I could see like Hulu being like their more adult service with Disney being like a separate service. Um, and I can see them doing like a like each one separate subs, but then also have a bundle which cheaper which you give both. They'll advertise it for the hip, yeah, for the parents and for the kids. That could be a Netflix killer. Yeah. If it's priced right. Yeah. They could, since Netflix is really pushing their anime right now with all the announcements they've been making. Um, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Uh, but Ben, uh, what is your take on this? If we get Hulu, good. Uh, I guess I'll get Hulu. If we don't get Hulu, screw them, because then we won't get Dragon Ball. Yeah, Disney said that once their acquisition is complete, they're going to expand Hulu to yeah. the UK. So. <laughs> Yay. You're good. You're good. All it took was waiting a bajillion years. <laughs> I, I, it's weird that Hulu wasn't over there. I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's because they have so many live shows that appear on Hulu the day after they air. So maybe yeah, it's, it's probably licensing. With Skype and BBC over there, you never know. Yeah, they couldn't. Um, they couldn't dub the big green dub at the same time as the normal dub. So, but now you're gonna get those dubs, the regular dubs, the real dubs, on your streaming service of Hulu. Possibly. Alrighty. Um, unfortunately, Chris had to leave due to uh, family stuff. So we've lost him. He's a poo-poo head. I still love him. Um, but yeah, let's then, I guess, move on to the big Netflix news. Uh, Netflix announced that they are getting Neon Genesis Evangelion on their network starting next year. Some, uh, I think it's spring of next year? I don't think they... Gave an exact date. I think it's spring. Um, from my knowledge and the way they talked about it, 
uh, I believe this is the first time the show is appearing on a streaming service. Uh, so this is a big get because Neon Genesis is a very, very much both anime and manga. And this is a huge news, I think. Um, I don't know if you guys ever seen it. I've never seen a person. I've always wanted to. Uh, I just couldn't afford the $60 DVDs for three episodes that they sold that thing on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had friends who had it in college. So, yes, I was able to watch it. Nice, nice. And it um, is, you know, a lot of people think of it as one of the uh, um, the classic, you know, series for the the robot, you know, the um, Gundam style robots, you know, you know, big giant mechanical marvels that fly throughout space and battle, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, it, it's definitely, and it's it's very dark. It's very dark. From what I hear, yeah, it's very dark. It's got a very uh... I guess religious theme as well from what people have told me. So might move some heads, might raise a little eyebrows, but it is coming to Netflix. It's a huge gift for Netflix. It's not just the anime that's coming. It's also the movies as well. So you're getting the whole, whole package. This is a big initiative. 50 pound a month. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is, this is a big push by Netflix to, to bring in a lot more anime. Uh, they said they're going to start doing this, uh, I believe, earlier in the year. They said that anime is going to be a big focus for them going forward. Uh, that's why I've seen a lot of uh, anime-produced uh, uh, anime. Well, anime Netflix-produced anime, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, appearing on their network lately. Uh, oh, yeah. Some of it good, some of it not so good. As we've learned, we've watched some of them. <laughs> <laughs> so die. Yeah. Um, Hey, there have been oh, worse yeah. things than Sword Guy. Sorry, Not many. Klaus. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess we should quickly recap too. Uh, they have announced that Netflix themselves are working on a live-action Cowboy Bebop yep. uh, series, mm-hmm. which I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, it's always a risk doing uh, anime live-action anime ad- adaptations. We've we've noticed that with. Quite a few things, but I think Death Note has been the big one. Death Note was probably the worst one. The Bleach movie was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but the Bleach movie yeah, was that's already why made the Bleach in Japan, one is, though, is so. the best one, yeah. Bleach was made as was, was already... as was Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, yeah that one was, was well done as well. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, it'll be interesting if they keep it a Japanese cast, if they'll hire actors from different countries. We'll see what happens. As long as it's better than the Dragon Ball movie. <laughs> I think you can, anything, yeah, anything is better than as that. As long as they actually have the plot of the show in the movie, they're good. They're good. They're good. Alrighty. Uh, the other big news is Netflix is also getting their own. They're producing their own Ghost in the Shell anime. This is, I believe, called Ghost in the Shell SAC underscore 2045. This is going to be directed by the director of Appleseed, and it'll also be uh, actually co-directed by the director of Appleseed and uh, Ghost of the Shell standalone complex. So they have a team. Uh, It's looking like it's going to be 3D, uh, so that might turn off a lot of people. We'll see. But... Ghost in the Shell, still very popular, still a groundbreaking anime back when it came out. So 
So they're, big look, they're looking at a 2020 release for that. Yes, 2020 release. I would imagine with all the CG they're going to have to put into it if it's going to be 3D. Give it a good amount of time, though. It deserves it's a, a good anime. Yeah, yeah. I believe it's Kenji Kamiyama that is the, the director of the standalone complex. He's also working on the Blade Runner anime as well. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, so much yeah. good stuff to look forward to. Yeah, the huge push. These are big licenses that Netflix is getting here. Uh, Ghost in the Show, obviously, one of the biggest ones you can get. Uh, but yeah, those, I think, is all the news in the anime. Hey, I also uh, found out that Dragon Ball Super will air on the 23rd of January. Well, the Broly movie, uh, Select Cinemas in England. Um, yes, and that is a special day, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, because that's my birthday. So I'm going to go see Yeah, it. baby. Uh, I'm going to have to go to Hull. It's Yay. your birthday and you want to have fun. Yeah. So I'm going to go get <laughs> disappointed with Dragon Ball Super Broly. Why would you go disappointed? Because we all oh, know what happens. Know what hap- I don't know what happens. You know what happens. <laughs> uh. But yes, there probably will be some disappointment. Um, Kamehameha. <laughs> and fusions and Dragon Balls are involved. Uh, <laughs> um, fusion, I don't think there's in it. What? Yeah. Sorry, wrong fusion. Fusion X. <laughs> Hi, fusion. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, I don't think there is any Dragon Ball news to talk about today. Not really. Um, no. You mean I don't get a nap? <laughs> nope. No nap today. <laughs> no nap for you. <laughs> uh, I guess we should get into uh, the big topic this 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 week. Uh, we're not going to do our our weekly shows, but we're going to go straight into the seven deadly sins. We're almost going to have to have a whole episode dedicated to just to catch up on the weeklies. I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We're kind it... of ahead anyway. So we're about this about because we did last week's Baruto. So okay. So you did talk about it, because that yeah. was, what, about a month's worth? Yeah. We, no, we did walk, you know, talk a little bit each week. So. Okay. All so, right. Yeah. Seven Deadly Sins. My it's recommendation seven. from how many years ago? <laughs> Two. Two years. years. <laughs> <laughs> about three weeks, I think it was, wasn't it? Yes. All right. So this is an anime series that is uh, available on Netflix. It... Uh, talks about the um a a lady named uh what is her name uh elizabeth who is trying to save her kingdom by gathering together the strongest knights in the land uh, a legendary group known as the seven deadly sins quite the 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 moniker to to give uh the strongest knights in in your uh in your land isn't it Calling them sins. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, so seven deadly sins, and these are supposed to be the good guys. <laughs> but she ends up going to this little tiny uh, pub in the middle of the forest uh, and meets with uh, a very short barkeep and a talking pig. And tells them of what she wants to do 
you know, her plan to, to try and find the seven deadly sins. And, and this little guy's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'll help. And she's like, oh, that's nice. But I don't know what you can do to help me out. It's like, oh, I'm Meliodas. And she's like, what? So it, it's kind of funny how that, that's how they start the series. You know, the little guy is the leader of the seven deadly sins. And he is a character. My favorite character. Meliodas no, is not. Is. Meliodas <laughs> is is the best character. I think. Of, of, I, I think he's hilarious. He is. He'll he'll tell it how it is. He is very straightforward, and he is absolutely enamored with Elizabeth and many of her parts. Especially her boobies. Oh, everything. I mean, he's he's very, very, he's, very, very touchy feely with hands her. on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, and and it gets worse in the second half of the show too. Yeah, or better. It depends on your view. Very true. Um, so where do we want to start with this? Other than like I said, you know, the show starts there, but you know, the story of the. Seven Deadly Sins is a very different uh, starting point. Do we want to start there? Yeah, or I, we, we talked about the first season. Yeah, we covered okay. most of season one. Though. I, would, yeah, we could do, yeah. I think we can start off at the end of season one and just yeah. go into season two. Yeah. So basically at the point where they uh, um, blow up that castle yeah. and but, but the uh, um, the lock to the, uh, the, what do they call the demon realm or, um, yeah. Yeah. Trying to remember what exactly, what exactly they call that. Um, all we know is that Meli- the, the sword handle that Meliodas had been carrying around all through the first season ended up being a part of the, uh, um, the key to unlock the seal, which is, I think part of the reason why he was carrying it around to try and keep everybody from, you know, getting it and, and, uh, putting the seal to back together. Let me see if I can find more information here. I've just, I'm, I was just on a general page to kind of remember whatever all was going on. Oh, you're fine. No, yeah. Uh, so, so they defeated, um, what's his name? See, I don't remember his name. Well, they defeated the big bad. <laughs> and we kind of find out that the whole goal here is to revive, um, the demons, uh, the Ten Commandments, as they're called, the Ten Commandment demons, um, from all age long, long past, and we know that the demons were defeated uh, by. I think it was three thousand years ago, if I'm rightly. Yep, it was. It was about three thousand years in the past by a, a collaboration of the goddess race, um, the humans, and the uh, the elves. The elves, yes. So yeah, their combined strength were able to to defeat the demon realms, uh, seal up the demon king, and the Ten Commandments, the demon king's Ten Commandments, and they've essentially been waiting for their revival for this entire time. And we find out that though not one of the Ten Commandments, one of the demons survived and has been hiding inside the body of um, God. What is his name? That Trying night to guy. remember. 
<laughs> I, I don't. It, oh man, see, we suck at names, man. Oh, it wasn't that it guy? Is... I was thinking it wasn't Hendrickson. Uh, it wasn't Gil Thunder? No, it was like their master. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what his name is as well. I I can I see him in my in my you know in my head, but I cannot recall what his name was. Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Okay. Yes. Yes. That he was the demon hiding inside him is not one of the demons of the Ten Commandments. But Originally, he wasn't. No. No, he was a substitute, isn't he? Yes. So he survived, and he had been. He has been planning this entire thing for a very long time. Um, two whole two, days. Two. No, he's been planning it for 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 years and years and years. And years. I prefer my for millennia. From what? For millennia. Yeah, to revive the Ten Commandments and have them come back and rule. The world and get their revenge, uh, and that's of essentially course. yeah, of course, that's what demons do, and that's essentially what uh, season two focuses on is uh, their revival and uh, Miliotis trying to get the seven deadly sins back together, all of them completely back together to pretty much defeat the seven deadly sins because he knows that because he was there during the battle the first time of just how powerful they really are, and that the seven deadly sins, though considered incredibly powerful now, are pale in comparison to even the weakest demon of the Ten Commandments. Um, so yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this season, and we learn a lot about specific characters. Uh, obviously, especially Miliotis. Um, I guess we can just go into it then. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah uh, we, we find out that Miliotis is actually a demon, and he was one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, he was their best, yeah, he was and he the was... Yeah, and he was set to take over as the next Demon King until he betrayed them because he fell in love. As no every boobies. story goes. No, no, it wasn't with boobies. He fell in love with a woman. Um, and her boobies. And, oh, my God. But also her boobies. Fine, fine. And her boobies. And he betrayed them. Uh, and that's what boobies. led to the defeat of the Ten Commandments, is he was just too damn powerful. Um, and we know that Merlin was there during this battle as well. Uh, and we also find out very much later into the anime that Merlin is a the lot more powerful... Character. Yeah, she's a lot more powerful than we ever thought possible of that character. Um, and she's also someone that they hinted at, but we don't. they never really gave us an answer. She's the daughter of... Uh, I don't remember the name they called her. I can't remember. Her name can't be said by... It can't be understood by yeah, humans. All, yeah, only demons and other races can understand. Humans cannot understand it. But once... Some of the, the 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 two demons, especially Dreyfus, found out what her who yeah. she was. They freaked out. Yeah. Um. And badly. They were. Yeah. They were absolutely terrified. And we find out that her magic, yeah. her true power, is to be able to control time. Uh. And 
obviously that yeah. is ridiculous, and that's how she's been able to stay so young for so long. Is she's she able to eat her med- Yes, she stopped time for herself yeah. mm-hmm. in order for her to be able yeah. to continue her experiments. Yeah. She wanted her goal is to learn everything. She is the Orochimaru of yeah. Seven Deadly Sins. Really, she is. Yeah. She, he wants to know everything in, in, in the Naruto universe. She wants to know everything in this universe. Yeah, and we also know that she is the one who took Miliotis's true power because yeah. he became too wrathful because he's the sin of wrath. And he became very bloodthirsty uh, when he used this power, so she took it away from him to keep him from becoming pretty much... A serial killer, a psychotic, genocidal, yeah. crazy path. <laughs> not on his own, not for his own fault, just because of his nature. You know what I mean? She, mm-hmm. Because he's a demon. Yeah. His demonic nature was getting too strong and she needed to lock it away, which lowered his strength but improved his demeanor. And we get yeah. the lovable little guy that we have through most of the series. But we also learn with Miliotis is. He's technically immortal, but not really. Uh, so one of the big plot points that we learn here is that when Miliotis dies, which he does in this massive battle against, yeah. uh, I believe it's six of the, no, seven of the deadly sins he fight yeah. by himself. Starts mm-hmm. off with a, with a battle with two, and then the other ones show up, and they just own him. Um well, they don't. He, it's his brother that ends up uh, yeah. basically taking him down, and uh, because he has the same power that Miliotis does, he has full counter. Yeah. Um, yes. And Miliotis was going to kill all of them with one blow using his revenge counter, as he until Miliotis's brother stopped him. Yeah. Um, I always thought that yeah. um, his brother was a different form of full counter. I it, to me it looked like. Um, Meliotis is mainly a magical full counter. I feel like his brother is a physical full counter. At least that's what it said to me. I didn't really see him ever block any magic attacks with his full counter. Um, I don't know because he when he well we'll get to when he fought uh, Escanor a little bit yeah. later. Uh, but he used his full counter against Escanor, and it kind of backfired on him. <laughs> Well, yeah, because um, of the the fact that it was magic based. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm not sure though. I think maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's how he was able to stop the revenge counter. Yeah, I don't know. But essentially, every time Miliotis dies, he goes to purgatory, and in purgatory, he has to defeat the demon king in order to come back to life. Like it's a curse that he has, um, and. If he fails to defeat the Demon King, the Demon King comes back in his place. Um, but every time Miliotis comes back, he loses a piece of himself and well, he becomes more wrathful. Well, actually, he remembers more of his past. Oh, is it he remembers more of his past? Okay. I, I believe that's what it is. And he gets more of that, uh, that wrathful nature. Mm. So either way, it's hurting him, but he has to keep doing it to keep the Demon King from coming back. But it can only last for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, he only has so many times that he can, where he can die before basically the Demon King will end up winning. 
one way or the other. Either the Demon King will come out or Meliodas will basically become the Demon King. I don't know. There's always With stuff like that, there's always ways around. Yeah, don't die. <laughs> I mean, that's a tip you should give a lot of people, but I, I feel like... So we need to tell Meliodas hashtag get good? Avoid the AOEs? Don't, don't stand in the poop? Put it in your butt. Oh my god. Um, the other yeah, big, big reveal we got in season two was about Gother, who we find out is actually kind of a puppet. Mm. Uh, he, he's not really human. Uh, and he, all he wants to do is to feel. He has no heart, so he can't feel. So he, he does some really messed up stuff in the beginning of the season. Yes um, and no. Well, we find out what he really is later on as well. Exactly, exactly. So, Which, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, we know, so, because of his nature, he essentially forces Deanne to forget everything. Yeah. Uh, so, Including as she finally head. remembers how much she loves King, she forgets. And she forgets so much that she actually, the only person she remembers is Miliotis and um, her giant race, the people that she lived with. Um, I, I, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Ben. Well, she does. That, remember that, that That was the best fan service scene where he was in, like, squashed in between them. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't remember that giant snake. Oh, here it is. Uh, uh, Matrona. 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 Yeah, so so we kind of got a, a backstory for Deanne about the giant race and who she was. Um, but yeah, she essentially starts to forget everything up to that point, so she yeah. decides to run away and go back to Matrona and the the giants. Well, because she forgets everything that she, that had happened for the past sixteen years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really sad. Uh, and her her story arc in season two really isn't that big. I guess Which like she doesn't play you know. a very, yeah, she doesn't play a very big role in season two. Um, we also know that Bron or Bon, he he weaves the deadly sins at the beginning of the season uh, because he goes back to his quest to revive um, <coughs> the fairy uh, Elaine, uh, and. He's going back to the fairy kingdom, and King decides to join him, which kind of makes Deanne sad because that this is the time where she finally remembers how much she loves King. Yeah. Um, but he leaves, so she doesn't think he's going to come back now, like he didn't come back before. Uh, but so we get the story with with Bond and how the fairies call him King now instead of the actual yeah. King. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is cooler. Yeah, and, and he, King pretty much abandoned them because he thought they were all dead. The forest kingdom was destroyed. Uh, the fairy kingdom, I should say. Um, but yeah, and, and he, he, he gets a new companion that's also in love with him, who he saved uh, in the first season. I believe her name was... Something. How about that something? I want to say Elizabeth, <laughs> but I don't think that's right. No, Elizabeth is the one that's uh, in love with Meliodas. Oh, that was it, yeah. 
But anyway, uh, this, this girl that he saved in the first season, she joins up with him and King as they go to the fairy kingdom. And they have their own little adventure. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to Gother, we find out that Gother was also one of the demons. Uh, a very, very powerful one. And he's also a demon who has completely forgotten himself and who he is. Uh, from the way I understood it. And it was uh, Fraudrin, the demon that possessed um, Daphus, that took his place as the next Ten Commandment demon because Gother essentially vanished. Nobody knew what happened to him because he had forgotten who he was. So that was a huge story development that we learned about Gother, is that he's also one of the demons, and apparently Miliotis didn't even know that he was a demon. Or didn't Correct remember. Oh, or didn't remember, yeah. Um, so they found that out. Um, yeah, and then I think the big, the big character that came into play was obviously Escanor. He was the last uh, member of the Seven Deadly Sins. We didn't get to see him in Season 1. Uh, he finally made his appearance in season two and his first appearance is this scrawny old man. Who's a barkeep who's afraid of everything. <laughs> and he helps bond. Uh, and his companion King had left him at this point after a big battle with uh, these giant golem things that the demons control. Um, King had used pretty much all of his power to, to kind of put a stop to them. And to, to the one that was attacking the fairy king's forest. And King went back to Miliotis, where he found out about Deanne, who at this point had run away. Whereas Bond remained, uh, continued to, he, Bond went off to still kind of find a way to bring back Elaine in some way or form. And it was at this point where Bond encountered. What's the demon's name? He was my favorite demon, Galland. Galland uh, and... Galland was awesome. I loved Galland. It was Galland and... Um... God, what was her name? Can't even find it here. The one who was, did all the souls? Yeah. Uh, that would be oh, Malascula. Mal Malascula, yes. The one with the cloud around her kind of reminded me of the cloud of the darkness. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Bond encounters those two, and Bond, though he's immortal, <laughs> he can be seriously wounded. And we saw this happen in this fight. Um, Bond is pretty much ambushed by the revival of who Moascius revived. She revived, she started to revive people who had died um, before, but they all came back with like vengeance in their hearts. Cause um, it was, there was something in their life that they regretted not finishing. Okay. Yeah. So she came back and she attacked Bon who, and, and she attacked him because she thought everybody was jealous. Or everybody wanted Bond, and she became super jealous. Um, so she obviously attacks his, his new companion that's with him, and then she attacks him. 
and Vaughn is able to essentially get her under control by talking to her. Um, and that's when these two demons attack them. And Galland, like, just destroys Bond, but Bond obviously can't die, so he just keeps reviving himself, and Galland can't understand it. Um, but it wasn't up until Molaskis came in. I think it was Galland yes. that unloved his, super, his special passive ability as well, where if you told a lie, yes. you could be turned to stone. Yes, yeah, so you cannot lie to Galland, and he, he can't lie to you either. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of, it's a curse. So all the yeah. Ten Commandments have a curse. Uh, that's their power. Uh, so it's a good for them, bad for them kind of situation. Yeah. Um, and that's Gallant's curse is he cannot lie. If he lies, he himself will be turned to stone and you cannot lie to him. Uh, I did forget about the big battle. I'm sorry about that. Uh, that happened before this. I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so Bond fights them and Moaskas essentially does some weird powerful ability where she's able to suck out the soul of the person who she's fighting. So she sucks out Bond's soul, which pretty much turns him into a meat puppet. Like he has no emotions, nothing. He's just a meat suit. Um, but he's able to survive this because of, we learned in his backstory, his adopted father, who is like a wolf man, half man, half wolf, where he can transform whenever he wants. He encountered him earlier in this village stealing, and he kind of became his adopted son uh, in their backstory. Oh, Javago? Javago, yeah. And we learned a lot more about Vaughn in the backstory episode where he was a kid and all he wanted to do was eat and he had to revert to stealing. He wasn't good at it. Javago kind of took him under his wing and helped him. And then he abandoned him to go save his real son. And as Bond was just getting pounded on by a whole bunch of villagers as a kid. And Javago, obviously, as an adult now, Bond recognizes him as he helps him with uh, some thieves in this town that they're in, which is pretty much known for being a bad town because of all the bad guys living there. And <clears throat> and Javago essentially passes away. Uh, I, I'm assuming from old age. He was just too weak at that. Um, and right before uh, Gowan was able to eat uh, Bond's soul, it was Javago that took his place. And Bond was able to return to his body and pretty much do this cool move where he knocks, I guess, the hearts out of his enemies and destroys them. I don't really know what the move is called or what exactly he does, but it's he does snatch. That. It's called snatch. Very snatch. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so he does that, and we kind of find out that the Ten Commandments have six hearts. So Seven, I hurt. thought it was. I, when Miliotas died, I think he got stabbed six times. Yeah, I thought it was seven times. times. What is it, Ben? I thought it was six. I mean, seven would be weird. I know six is weird, but at least six is one on each, you know, two pairs. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. I thought it was six. It might be seven. Um, uh, but yeah, he destroys one of them, which hurts them, but it doesn't kill them. So they kind of start... You also forgot about... What was that? Oh, no, I forgot it myself. I was just thinking about it. God damn it. What? 
who we were talking about, we, I'm sure there was something else that we did that was really cool. Um, Vaughn? Uh, yeah, Vaughn. I'll remember it later. I think. Okay. But yeah, no, that's so. So they take off. Bond kind of passes out with Elaine, who we find out if uh, Malaska is killed, then everybody she's revived will die as well. Oh, that was it. Uh, remember the fact that his ability, he can actually get stronger by absorbing the life around him. Mm. You're right. That's when he was able to actually hit yeah. and hurt. Um, yeah. Gallon a little bit. That's what damages his body if he absorbs too much. He has, has a, he, has, he can he can go past his limits, but he, the, his limit still has a limit. So okay, he's limited so, by his limit. Yeah. Yeah. So so they kind of get away and they run away, and that's when they run into Escanor. Uh, but before that, I I should mention the big fight that happened in uh, what's it called. In Camelot, uh, where the 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 seven deadly sins were there. This is before Elaine lost her memory. Everybody was there except for Escanor and Bon and King, and they got into a fight with Gallen, who showed up not at full power uh, because he didn't want to wait for his magic to to regenerate. He just went in that with zero his, magic his... stat. Yes, yeah, the zero magic stat. Uh, which is funny because all of a sudden everybody has a power up in that anime, <laughs> um, which which uh, Pig was able to to pretty much tell them reading their their power levels, Dragon Ball style. But yeah, Gowan shows up and he destroys everybody. He destroys all the seven deadly sins. Um, Miliotis tries to fight him uh, with some of his power. He's not even able to do it. Um, and uh, Merlin is turned to stone because she lies to Gallon. That's when we find out that if you lie to him, that you'll be turned to stone. Um, so she's pretty much turned to stone, but she's able to save herself or her soul or her essence. I don't quite understand what she did, but she was able to transfer herself to like some magical crystal and and talk through that. But it was Gother at the end who actually saved them all from being massacred by Gallon because he put a spell on him that made him see things that weren't really there. So he thought he killed everybody, but he actually didn't. So he just left, thinking that he had succeeded. Great fight scene. I thoroughly enjoyed that fight with him. Um, Gallon is a great character. But it wasn't until Escanor showed up that things really got cool, in my opinion. Um, so as they're hiding in Escanor's uh, Galland and... Uh, I always forget her name now. I hate myself. Moaska show up in the bar and they start to play a game. And Galland... Uh, they start drinking heavily, knowing that Bon and them are hiding in his back room or the wine cellar or something like that. And Gowan decides he's going to play a game and he wants Escanor to play with him. And I believe the game was, was like, 
Remind me what, what the game was because I don't 100% remember. Do you remember, Klaus? No, I don't remember the game 100%. Ah. Give me a moment here. <clears throat> I did, however, find that uh, demons can have up to seven hearts. Okay. Yep. Good to uh, know. The number of hearts varies, although upper-level demons have seven. Interesting. Interesting. So I wasn't totally wrong. No. But anyway, let me see if I can't find that information you're looking for. Escanor. So that fight in the bar. No, I don't remember. I, all I remember is his power is pretty impressive. And, yeah. And um, how it uh, manifests. <laughs> yeah, so essentially they have this game where they have to, I think it's like hitting each other or something until one of them can't hit anymore. Or I don't remember what it is. But it's a deal that Gallon makes with him. So if Gallon breaks his own deal, he'll be turned to stone. Um, and it's what that one of those things where he can't lie. Uh, so pretty much what happens is he hits Escanor, and Escanor falls, and he gets hit so hard that like everything crumbles, and the whole cave crumbles that they're in. And they think Escanor is either dead or completely knocked out. So they're waiting for him to wake up so they can finish this game because Gallon now has this thing that he has to honor. He can't just not honor it because he'll be turned to stone. Um, so he sees this crazy battle axe just hanging on the wall and he tries to pick it up and it just falls to the ground because it's so heavy and he can't lift it. <laughs> and out of nowhere this big giant dude just grabs the axe from him. And this is when we find out what Escanor's real power is. And to me, it's, I think, a very cool concept because he's the most powerful character in the show. We saw that in the big fight at the end. He is literally physically the most powerful and nothing can stop him. But at night he is utterly worthless because he's this scrawny little man. And that's his curse that he has. And he's the sin of pride and pretty much his power is the sun. So every time the sun is out, he, could, he pretty much transforms into this giant hulking force like the Hulk, uh, but with control, obviously. And he becomes indestructible. Like his power just raise, rises, 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 and it never stops rising. And he gets cocky. He gets super old. That's his pride talking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's very prideful. But the thing is, he's constantly backing it up. And I believe it's here when he just owns uh, Molaska uh, in one hit. And Gallon becomes terrified when this happens. And Escanor is like, well, are we going to fight or not? <laughs> then I guess Gowan tries to run away because he saw just how, like, his power level was double that of Gowan. Gowan, I believe his max power he went to was like 40,000. Mm -hmm. And Escanor went to like 60,000. So he was terrified at this point. And it so wasn't Gowan, even high noon. No, it was just noon. <laughs> it was just getting there. 
Um, and Gowan tries to run away because he tried to run away. He didn't hold up his deal, so he got turned to stone. Which made me sad because I loved Gowan. He was a great character. And at this point, we thought that Escanar also killed Moaska, but we find out later on in the anime that she is actually still alive. He essentially tries to burn her to death. Well, she tries to use that power where she consumes you and tries to take your soul. Uh, but his soul is so powerful. <laughs> She couldn't do it. So he pretty much set her on fire from the yeah, inside. He, his soul burned her from within. Yes. Because yeah, he had soul. so much power <laughs> built up. And basically he just, his power, like I said, derives from the sun, but it's not only power, but it's also heat. Mm-hmm. And, so it damages around him. around him too. Yes. Quite the interesting character but you definitely don't want to take him on those night missions no he's utterly worthless at night but in the daytime you want him on the front he could have probably taken all sins by himself if he wanted to um Mm. everybody but meliotis uh maybe i mean meliotis himself says that escanor is way more powerful than he is yeah but his full counter would probably counter this his attack and you also remember Meliodas is a lot more um, humble. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to also remember when at the end of the anime when Escanor fights Meliodas' brother, we find out that it's not just physical strength. His magical strength yeah. is enormous. Well, that would be so, um, that would be the advantage Meliodas would have. Meliodas, what name would will have? Because he Meliodas. Yeah, yeah, because of the full counter magic. Because uh, his, his main damage is the is you know his magic with the you know he's physically powerful, but he, you know the heat attack is his main. That's considered magic, and he could full counter that. I think it'll be an interesting fight to see. Yeah. Um, from the way Miliotis talked about Escanor, I believe Miliotis is afraid of Escanor. And another weakness that Escanor has is Merlin. He's absolutely yeah. in love with her. True. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, True. I would have that weakness too. She is the hottest. Yeah, like he's absolutely in love with her. And But yeah, at night, um, he's utterly worthless. But he instantly became my favorite character because his split, essentially he has a split personality. <laughs> and I just love his character. Like, he's just super powerful, and he's intelligent as hell when he fights. Because we saw in the, the two fights after Galland and her, uh, he has the fight in the big maze when it's nighttime, and they're pretty much split up into groups, and it's like a fighting tournament run by two of the commandments, who we find out are two of the commandments who fought against the demon race back during the war. It was the Elf King, uh, whose name, again, escapes me. The first Elf King ever. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh, Hell if I know. Yeah, I don't remember his name. And the other one was who I believe is part of the giant race. 
Um, oh, the so first Elf King actually went over to the Ten Commandments. Yes, yes. Um, which one was that now? Damn it. Why can I never remember? Gloxenia? I think it's Gloxenia. Yeah. Yep, that's him. Uh, yeah, they they went over to the darker side uh, during the war. Um, so they had set up this tournament where people had to get through the maze and then whoever won the tournament would, I believe, get one wish fulfilled that they wanted. Um, so they're all split up into groups and we saw Elizabeth team up with Elaine during the tournament and they, they had a good fight. Miliotis teamed up with Bon and they didn't really fight. They fought each other and somehow killed the two guys they were supposed to fight. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. They're like, oh, yeah, you're so weak. You know, you should go and go spend time with your girlfriend. No, mate, you go spend time with your girlfriend. And then, so they hit each other. They hit him into the other yeah. person and basically yeah. knocks the, the one out. Oh, he died. The one opponent. Oh, and then. died. Well, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, what happened to these guys? <laughs> they had no idea what they just did. Uh, it's such a good moment. But Escanor was up against Gother in this fight, and Gother tried to destroy Escanor through his mind, essentially. And <laughs> The big mistake Escanor makes back, is, Chris. oh, Chris is back. I managed to make it back. <laughs> we were talking Sorry. about Escanor fighting Gother in the maze area. Yes, when right. uh, <coughs> yeah, when uh, Gother used his uh, brain jack on Escanor. Yeah, and the big Mind mistake that swap. he made. Yeah, the yes. big mistake Gother makes is showing him that he can never have murder. And that lit a fire underneath him. And he essentially created the sun in his mind, which allowed him to transform. Because, <laughs> because his pride won't allow him to give up on Merlin. Yeah. And it was here where his power just became insane. And both of the sins that, that were there, they were terrified because they saw how powerful he was becoming, and he wasn't even at getting close to being full power because it was still night out. Um, but again, they saw just how powerful he was, but Gother thought he was able to kill Escanor. Uh, he, he got some sort of sneak attack on him when, Go when Escanor attacked him, but what had really happened was Escanor purposely missed Gother to hit and attack the two sins that were there. Yeah, the commandments, not the sins. Yeah, the sins. Sorry, the ten, the two of the commandments uh, that were hosting the the tournament, um, and that's where they printed it out. This is what Escanor really tried to do, and Miliotis knew about the plan. Uh, this is the kind of thing that kind of got me confused: is how Miliotis was able to conceive this plan with Escanor without anybody else. I don't know if they. Planned it exactly, but it, it wasn't. Meliodas was relying on uh, on uh, Escanor basically to know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> he was relying like, on his pride to take him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, he, awesome. he's very prideful, so the idea of having someone telling him what to do would be, you know, completely against his character, really. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't like people above him, and two people are above him. Eskinor Smash. <laughs> he really, he really Eskinor is. is the best, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's such a great character. I actually prefer um, him in his non-transformed state, if I'm honest. When he's a little coward? No, when he's in, like, in like, the little butler out. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's something that I kind of mentioned uh, in, uh, in our last podcast when we talked about it. Is there's, there's actually a lot of depth to all of these characters. Like it seemed, they all seem kind of one-sided at first, but you learn that their, their characters are both, how can I put it? There's a good side to all of them, as well as a very bad side to all of them. And it causes, what we're seeing now are the results of a lot of their prior decisions of their life. So that the, it, it makes these characters meaningful and have depth when they're coming together all like this. And that's what, something that I've liked about this second season is we see more of everybody's background. There's an absolute, uh, just a lot of character depth and character growth that we see in the second season here. Uh, and like, like you're saying, we're seeing the decisions from their past. Um, it's really affecting where they're having to go now, especially since they have to basically, you know, especially with Meliodas, he has to confront what he did 3,000 years ago mm-hmm. in, in uh, betraying his kind, his, his family, and uh, basically locking them in the, uh, in the void. Yep. Yep, and it's, <laughs> it was oh, yeah. unfinished business and, and it proves you can't run from your troubles. You've got to try and solve them. <laughs> or you can just Human drink. Or, demon. or you can just drink, yeah, that, for a while. That well, I mean, that's why he's got the boar's hat. Mm-hmm. He was just wanting to get away from it all and drink his problems away. <laughs> I don't blame him. Those are some pretty heavy problems to have. We all, we all need our own boar's hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was one thing I did forget to talk about is the training they went to. um i don't remember exactly the place they went to uh was like this hidden little yeah it was the it was basically the the land of the druids um that uh uh yes. are in connection with like earth or whatever like these are the most powerful druids uh, i think it was mentioned that uh, uh elizabeth has some druid in her and they're like a direct descendant of the goddess race or something like that um, uh, we'll ta- we'll get but, to Elizabeth yeah. in a second, because um, I think there's that's the big reveal at the end. Of Don't the- worry, I made sure I mentioned the final boobies while you were gone, Chris. Oh, good, good. I'm <laughs> glad there there is some excellent excellent Hi, boobage Deanna. in this second season. Yeah, yeah Deanne's boobage. Deanne's boobage. Uh, Merlin's mm-hmm. boobage. Yep. Uh, Merlin's boobage. Elizabeth's boobage. Elizabeth Elizabeth had some great boobage, as well as some very interesting panty shots. Yeah, some good panty shots. <laughs> I gotta say, there were some very fan favorite panty shots here. There was Tasteful. a little bit of Jericho boobage, and that's I think who you were trying to think of. Uh, Jericho was the one that uh, Bond <laughs> was kind of, um, developing a. Uh, Jerry kind of had a yes. little thing going. Yes, you're right. Mm. You're right. That is her name. Yep. Jericho. Thanks for coming back, Chris. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, you know, all it was. <laughs> you saved the it... podcast. Oh, good. No, you saved us. Was... No, you can talk about the rest of the bit. We can all go ahead. No, naps. I can. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Carry it. That's for what us. happened last time. 
Yes. Anyways, uh, yeah, they, they go through the training so Miliotis can get his power back that Merlin took from him. Um, and everybody goes through their training except obviously for Deanne, Bon, and King. Uh, no, Deanne, Bon. I think those are the only two uh, that weren't did, there. Did Escanor go through it? No, no. Escanor wasn't there. Escanor doesn't need training. <laughs> he would go in and everything would just explode and be like, done. Yeah. Eskimo just needs <laughs> sunblock. Um, but yeah, so they went in, and King and Miliotis went in together. And yeah. King, I believe, is the first one who realized that Miliotis is is a demon. Yeah. Yes. Well, and he, he tries had the to suspicions. Confront. Yeah, and he confronted him about it, and Miliotis pretty much said, "I can't tell you now. I'll tell you in time. Everything you want to know." And after their training, that's when King. Uh, Decides to leave again and go look for Dean. He, fe- he feels like he can't trust Meliodas right now. Mm-hmm. Well, with everything he's been going through, I really can't blame him. With the way the demons have been uh, messing with his sister, um, you know, bringing her soul back to life, and you know, almost having her kill him and everybody around. You know, that was kind of a something to be really worried about. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think really the only one who knows for sure that uh, uh, Meliodas is a demon is Merlin. Yeah. Because she was there when they established the seven deadly sins. Well, she was there 3,000 years ago. Yep. I don't, and I, I don't think they purposely tell you because they haven't revealed who she is yet. They, 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 they pretty much told you, but you have no idea what yeah, yeah, they yeah, exactly. they told us but didn't tell us. Yeah, it's in the manga, but it's it hasn't been mentioned yet in the anime. Yeah, but so everybody goes through the training. Uh, Hauser, uh, Gil, Gil Thunder, Thunder. Every, everybody's there. Even uh, Hendrickson, Gil. Even who Elizabeth. was the main villain. Yeah, Hendrickson, who was the main villain of the first one, is now helping them to stop the demons because he had no idea what he was being controlled to do by. Dreyfus. Um, Who yeah. is controlled by Feraldrin. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, th- so essentially Miliotis uh, goes full power against um, Dryas and Calmadios, Calm- the, the fairy king, the first fairy king, who is now a uh, commandment. He oh, starts fighting uh, both of them. Gloxinia and Droll. Oh, is that a Gloxemia? Is that well though? No. I must Glo- be reading different translations. Gloxinia. Oh, Gloxinia. I was looking at a different character. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah Gloxemia and and uh, Droll. 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 So he starts fighting him on his own, and there's another wizard in this area who essentially teleports everybody out with him, and just leaves Meliodas to fight on it. Um. And Miliotis has the upper hand on the two of them. He's not fighting them at the same time. He's fighting them one at a time. Uh, and they're able to essentially survive because Glaxemia has the power to heal with a stupid flower. And in a way, this fight really upset me because I don't know why Miliotis would continuously allow him to heal everybody. <clears throat> Just destroy the flower and be done with it. Well, they they do reveal why he did what he did later on. But, yeah, right now it's very, like, come on, fucking 
finish him. You, you're obviously powerful enough right now to finish one. Finish one. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're left yelling at the screen for four episodes now. Wasn't he just trying to welcome <laughs> himself into, you know, it's like, look, look at me now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Are you not entertained? <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was actually really awesome. <laughs> now, it, it was a really awesome fight, uh, but essentially he wasn't quick enough in defeating them, so the other Ten Commandments showed up, and they all just start wailing on Miliota. Um, and we learned a lot of some of their abilities. We learned, uh, what's her name? Dariria? Dariria? Dariere. Dariere. See, you should be doing this, not me. <laughs> no, no, please. I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we were in some of their other abilities. So her ability is, uh, she gets stronger the more she hits them. Uh, from how I understood it. Yeah. Uh, so the consecutively. So if she's constantly hitting you uninterrupted, uh, she's getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, each and, punch doubles, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, because they said that Meliodas was the first person to survive over fifty hits. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think uh, he like lost the use of his arms. Yeah, um, basically she broke them both, com- shattered them completely yeah. <laughs> doing that. Yeah, so he got owned by her. But yeah, they all essentially teamed up to take him. And we found out that Miliotis was purposely taking a lot of the hits because he was preparing to use his pretty much ultimate counter, the revenge counter. And it was with this counter that he was going to kill all of them in one blow. Um, up until, obviously, right before he did the move, his brother showed up and stopped him. Um, male? The, big, the, the big brother, Esterosa. Esterosa? Is that his name? Esterosa, yeah. Esterosa, yes. He, and there's, he, uh, he has another brother. Uh, Zildris is, Zildris, is the younger. Looks, yeah, he looks a lot like Miliotis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he shows up and he stops his full counter, and he's essentially got Miliotis down on the ground. And Bond shows up, and he tries to save him as best he can. And he's trying to get Esterosa off of Miliotis, and he's using all of his power to do it. And he just can't even move him an inch. And he pretty much stabs all of Miliotis's hearts, killing him. And sending him into purgatory. Which is something that the other demons do not know about. They do not know that Miliotis can come back if he defeats Demon King in purgatory. Um, yeah, it was after that where we kind of have a fast forward in time. I don't know how many years it goes forward. I think it's only something like six months or so. I think Is it only about... six months? Man, it seemed a lot more. It seemed like a lot more than six months. I, I, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, because they never directly said how long it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we go forward in time, and the demons are pretty much running everything now. Um, villagers are sacrificing... Uh, what are the, the mages, I believe? Holy Knights. Holy Knights. Yeah, yes. Holy Knights, yes. They're sacrificing Holy Knights because the demons command 
pretty much demand that the Holy Knights be pretty much destroyed. And villagers are trying to capture them because they're getting spared if they deliver Holy Knights to them. It's it's just a big, big mess. Um, everybody's kind of scattered around. Uh, Deanne is with King, um, kind of in the in the Giants area. They're not really doing anything. Gother is under arrest because they found out that he was a demon that just doesn't remember that he's a demon. <laughs> yeah, they go through, go through of selflessness. It turns out he was one of the Ten Commandments. Yes, but and doesn't they, remember. Now. So they uh, imprisoned him. Uh, so he's off the playing board. Uh, so yeah, it's it's just a big mess, and uh, the kingdom of Leonis is pretty much the last big kingdom left standing. And we find out that Elizabeth and Hawk are pretty much running the bar, and Miliotis is up in the bedroom of of bar, and he's just been there the whole time, and she's hoping that he wakes up, he comes back. Um, but we also find out that is it Zaratros Zalatros has also come back, and he. I don't remind me who he is because Zaratros is the grandmaster that um, Dreyfus and Hendricks, uh, while under the control of Feraldrin, uh, killed. Um, but originally in the first series, we just find out we just when we think that Dreyfus and Hendricks are um, the two bad guys that killed Zaratros and framed the Seven Commandments. Um, mm -hmm. That was what we used to think, but we never really met Zaratros before. Until we just now. met parts parts of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, and so now because because of uh, Melascula's ability, uh, Zara Truss is back, and uh, he but, has stopped by the boar hat. Yeah, but he's not vengeful like everybody else that's been brought back. Mm -hmm. Like his heart is pure, but he's still back because um, he regrets how he died. Oh, is that why? Okay. Nice. Roughly, I mean, he's he he feels that uh, you know his betrayal by Dreyfus and Henderson. It wasn't exactly them that betrayed him. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, but 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 him, he has this, I guess, gift where he's able to see the past. I guess, and we kind of get a lot of the backstory of. How the she, seven deadly sins came to be. Yeah, she he shows uh, Elizabeth uh, mm -hmm. Meliodas's past, um, essentially, and it's here that we learn exactly who Elizabeth is, um, what Meliodas basically uh, set in motion in it, due to the events of that day in Danafall. Uh, when he went all fucking, you know, Goku Black and killed everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't think, I don't think we truly learn everything, though. Not everything, we, but... We know that Miliotis is carrying her while she's a baby. We don't know how she came to be. Um, no. We just know that he's carrying her, and he's super protective of anybody who tries to take her. Because, because that's, that's Liz. <laughs> 
Yeah, so in a way, he's kind of the creepy stepdad who just waited for her to grow up so he can fondle her. Pretty Terrible. much, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> 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 it's so bad. So, so bad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that scene, that scene admittedly was a little weird. Oh my gosh, here, really help, help me have the child. Then he slaps his hand. Get away no. from my woman! <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> um, but we do learn why. And it's because she is the reincarnation of uh, the woman that he loved. Liz. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, how she's reincarnation, I don't think we learn. But No, they don't show that. No, but we do learn that she is uh, essentially, I think, a half-archangel, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this yeah. is what I'm thinking is, is happening with, with uh, <laughs> kind of what we're seeing in his past. I think we're getting kind of a Romeo and Juliet love story background. I think that Meliodas uh, was leader of the Ten Commandments, like they've explained. Yeah. And fell in love, I think, with a goddess or something like that during their war. And whatever sin or whatever commandment Meliodas was, in doing so, he, you know, broke his own commandment of love. Yeah, Yeah, something like, yeah. Well, is that what? Yeah, he was the commandment of love. Okay, there you go. (laughs) But yeah, he broke that sin and... And now, so he can't die. Every time he does die, he has to go fight the demon king. Yeah. And it's a curse. And, and it's his demonic his, curse. Power, yeah. And take some of the demonic king's power back. And as, and as they show that now in this, in this upcoming uh, fight uh, that happens a little bit ahead with Feraldrin, um, exactly what that means, too, and when, what kind of the bad side of this curse is. But I, but I think that, that Liz has some kind of same curse situation going on. I, th- I think that, that she was a goddess in, a pre- in her previous life or something like that is what they're alluding to. Yeah, well, now. when she gets in a fight with um, that demon's name that I can't pronounce, go tell me. Feraldrin? No, Derriere. Derriere, yes. Derriere realizes who the she booty? is. She realizes the booty. that she is an archangel. <laughs> Um, and you know, like only archangels really have the power to stop the demons now because the goddess race is kind of lost a lot of its power yep. and we <laughs> don't really see the goddess race at all up until the one time when we find out that one of the, uh, yes, it's sir Azure sky guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Den- sir... Denzel Leonis. Denzel. Yes. Sir Denzel. He has, a, he has a pact with, I guess, one of the goddesses. And he summons her to try to defeat... Uh, uh, I wouldn't call it a pact. <laughs> more like <laughs> he, he summoned her against her will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was, she was none too pleased about it and actually wanted to, leave, wanted to just leave the fight. Like, what the hell am I doing here? This stupid oh, yeah, woman summoned me. You summoned me. I'm not guys, fighting I'm for you. Home. Yeah. <laughs> she flies off, yeah. but... The Ten yeah, Commandments well, that are there won't well, let her leave. Yeah, well, we saw, like, okay, she's super powerful. That's cool. And then she starts, she gets into a fight with Derriere, who doesn't let her leave. And, yeah, Derriere pretty much one-shots her and kills her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and down she went. Which was pretty 
funny <laughs> honestly like <laughs> the goddess yes we can do this now and it's like oh my god no it's a dead commandment just fucking dead yeah like, okay but, so but, but i do want to talk about probably the best fight with escanor and mm. and milio Esterosa. yeah Oh man, that was fucking amazing, dude! And so, uh, so yeah, because Leonis is basically under siege; it's at its last stand. Mm-hmm. Um, the they're, the demons are at the gates, and <laughs> they basically send both of their best players forward, <laughs> Esterosa and Escanor. And uh, Esterosa is the Ten Commandment of benevolence, meaning that anybody who stands before him with hate in their heart will lose all of their strength and all of their magic power. Mm-hmm. So, Bon is back, um, even though he basically got exploded <laughs> the last time he met Esterosa. <laughs> that, was, that shit was funny. He just, he just I mean, instantly vaporized Can we just call him, him Deadpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah Deadpool. pretty much. <laughs> so, Deadpool is there. And, uh, and, but they, and they've lost their power. Everybody there. Uh, Gil Thunder, uh, Hend- Hender- Hendrix, no. Uh, is Hendrix in there? No, he's uh, off doing No, he, he's thing. there at first, but he leaves later. He yeah. To, I mean, yeah. yeah I know, I, everybody yeah. is there, and everybody has <laughs> lost their power, except for Escanor. Who <laughs> has no hate in his heart. <laughs> Just walks forward, I pity you. <laughs> oh, like, man. Right. This fight made me so happy, because this is a fight, it's like watching... Beerus fight Whis at this point. <laughs> yep. Um. God. Uh, yeah, Esterosa. So, so like they they start having this gentlemanly conversation, and Esterosa, fucking like uppercuts him, and then jumps up. I can't remember exactly what it is. He kicks him down, and like they're at a cliffside, so he kicks Escanor down the cliffside. Lands in front of him, punches him back up the cliffside, and then kicks him into the ground back on top of the cliff. Just like a quick four-hit yeah. combo, and he moved Escanor like 800 miles. Took a quick combo. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody's like, "Oh my God, is is can Escanor not even stand up to him?" And Esterosa walks up to him, starts talking, and then all of a sudden he sees a bright light to the right of his face, and he kind of turns and looks and like, "Hey, the sun is right in my face!" All of a sudden, what's going on? Oh shit, that's a fist. <laughs> just that, just that reaction in that time. Wasn't this also, it. Wasn't this also the fight where um, they, because of how close everyone is, mm-hmm. like, everybody's the, armor melts. Where's yeah, the they're lake? To melt. They're like, oh yeah, so yeah. that way, and they're like, oh, he's like yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and boom. Escanor asks Bond, like, the lake. Where is the lake? Oh, it's over this way. <laughs> it's like very good. Where was the lake? Is the this Where was the lake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it was that, that lake amazing. Yeah, yeah. The lake's gone. Yeah, uh, uh, he fucking sent Esterosa flying with a cruel sun attack after melting everybody's armor there when he was powering up. Yeah. And well, <laughs> then hold, fucking... hold, hold on, because it was here where we uh, Esterosa thought he could beat Escanor with his counter. Yeah. And oh yeah. Because... yeah. <laughs> and he tries it, and he thinks he, like, cut him in half or something. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, he just, like, takes the hit at the same time. Yeah. And he realizes that Escanor took the hit 
just so he can get closer to him to cause serious damage to Estorosa. Mm-hmm. So essentially his full counter failed him because Escanor was so much faster than the full counter could counter him. Well, he, he took it, though. That's yeah. the thing is he, he even said, like, he when he hit them, the full counter is supposed yeah. to be able to do t- double damage back towards you. Yeah. So Escanor hit him with full strength, had that double damage come back to him, and Escanor is just such, is just such a powerful tank. He like, oh, I, I see why I felt pain just now. I do pack quite a punch. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, he just had twice his power hit back. Confirm this. Yes. What? I is is full counter. See, I thought his full counter was a physical version. I, I believe. God, Meliodas is magic. So yeah, I, yeah. My, my, Yes, Esterosa's is okay. as a physical full counter. Yeah. So any physical attacks directed against him, he counters back yeah. at two times damage. The same as Meliodas's, but uh, yeah, but they, but he still Imagine if they would actually him. work together. I know that yeah, he's a demon, but imagine if he turned good, that'd be broken as fuck. <laughs> it's just like full double full counter. Yeah. Double full revenge counter. But, mm. but but yeah, it's at the lake where we find out that he's trying to use his counter, so Escanor yeah. decides that he's going to use magic instead because yeah. he can't he can't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> he just yeah. fucking, he wrecks him so hard. I love the speech that Escanor gave after Esterosa uh, blocked his hand because Escanor was about to throw another cruel sun attack. <laughs> and announces it too. He's just like, and no cruel sun. And it just like starts blazing in his hand, and Esterosa like uses his black hole to black it out, and he starts shit talking him. And Escanor's just like, "You swallowed my black, or you swallowed my cruel son? Who decided that? I'm powerless <laughs> against you. Who decided that? Like everything he said was basically like, no, you're not gonna beat me. You're not shit compared to me. I'm telling you to back down. You can't." Like like that uh, earlier fight with Gallon of Truth. Like I stand above all others, all other races. I'm the one. And Gallon's like, "Wait, you got to be lying. Why aren't you turning into stone?" <laughs> <laughs> like, just, uh, every every single line of Escanor's was just pur- pure gold to me, and I, I just and just wrecked him. Yeah, like you said, fucking hit him with a cruel sun, sent him flying. Yeah. And and like it was at this point Esterosa is like screaming like he's actually like oh fuck I'm gonna die and Zildris has to jump in and save him or try to save him and they both go flying and yeah. then there's another nice nuclear explosion off in the distance. Yeah, of course. Oh, Rebel, then he sort of drills him through the ground as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that he just blows him up; he he drills him through the, the earth itself. Yeah. yeah, he he hits him through the water and evaporates the water because the heat is so much. Yeah. He completely evaporated the entire lake. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just such an amazing fight. But there there's something that's going on with Escanor after after this and after the Gallon fight where he's like, I don't think it's he realizes what what his power is like. That's kind of his, his. He essentially gets so strong and so powerful that he, without any control of his own power, can destroy everything around him. Yeah. Like yeah. he gives so up he the has heat to jump that off. it destroys everything. So he has to 
essentially try to calm himself down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it seemed like, but it was at the same time I was like thinking like okay, if you're still this powerful, why don't you go after the rest of them? <laughs> what are you doing, dude? There's still a war going on. Go kill some more. You can do it. Because the and story I think that's, be that's very why short. he doesn't go. It's another one of his weaknesses, I think. Yeah. Is outside of just the darkness, he's he becomes so but he's essentially like brawling. Where he becomes so powerful that he goes into berserk mode and he can't control his pride anymore. Like that that's all I can really think of is what it is. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I, I get it. It was just, it was something that they only, they only ever alluded to because they only ever said that it's like, I guess I should stay out here. I guess it would make sense if it's like a two pride mode because that was the strongest one of the sins. And if he can slaughter him without an issue, his pride is going to tell him what's the point. What's the point of going yeah. after the weaker ones? Yeah, I'm really curious to know more about what this, this curse is because I'm yeah. starting to wonder if, if Escanor is the result of another commandment, you know, because there's still some, I, I, there's still some things we don't know about how Escanor came to have this curse. They said it's a curse. They yeah. straight up said it's yeah, a curse. Yeah, he, he so. had it when he was a child. He got yep. it when he yeah. was born. I would love to see so. if he was like, I know it sounds weird, but I would love to see if he was a previous commandment. And like, I would so put him as the commandment of love. Yeah, another another commandment that uh, yeah. that we haven't learned because there's still, well, no, as it, far as we know, there are still two commandments that we don't know about. The two that Meliodas killed. Yeah. Um, we don't know what's going on with Gother. We don't know what's going on with Merlin, yeah. um, because she yeah, herself so, during this battle defeats one of the other ten commandments. Um, I don't Ray think wrote. she's a commandment, though. I, I don't so know. I, so I just watched that scene again, and he says it himself. He's he has to restrain himself. He he won't be able to restrain himself. He keeps going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just wanted to talk about this. God damn it. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> great keep, keep talking about it. I, I'm happy with no, about Here's it. the thing, though. He did so much damage, and it really upset me that at the end we find out he didn't actually kill them. And to me, it's like, why? Why wouldn't he have killed them? Well, I, I, they, they still need to, for two reasons, I think. They still need to establish that these are still very powerful, like, yeah. the two most powerful commandments, basically, Meliodas' brothers. And plus, and technically, also... although he burnt him, he didn't destroy the hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he hit him with such an attack that, <laughs> that nothing should have survived. I'm sorry. You gotta remember, well, these are demons. The least, They're not human. Yeah. At the least, though, I think Esterosa should have died. And his younger brother, who jumped in to save him, could have survived. Well, they, they, they may do something like that. They may do because, something like that. Because Zeldris, they only really show Zeldris later on um, that he still has control of Camelot. Basically. Yeah, Nobody because, knows... Because let's face it, out of Escanor, what attacked five of the commandments, right? Yeah, yeah. He didn't kill any of them. Gallen pretty much killed himself by right. trying to run away. So as powerful as he is, he didn't kill any of them, which really upset me. Like you have 
the most powerful character, and he hasn't. What if, by the way, what if Zeldris has the same curse as Meliotis? I doubt it. Well, Zeldris is curse of piety. Meliodas' curse exists because the Demon King put it on him after he betrayed him. Yeah, but what because he, he's the younger brother, what if he gave him the same sort of curse? Well, Zeldris' curse is that if you turn your back on him during battle, you'll become his slave. They, they said that during one of the, uh, during the attack, uh, before, before Esterosa fought Escanor in there. Like, people were running away from Zeldris when he walked through the street, and they suddenly became under... Uh, they became his slaves and were fighting for him. Um, and that's his curse. Uh, Zeldris is, piety. Yeah, Zeldris is sent, or his commandment is piety. Esterosa got the, the uh, commandment of love from Meliodas when Meliodas left. Yeah, so benevolence. So anybody, anybody who stands with their hate in their heart loses so their power. So what is, what is Manspeed? Manspeed? Monspeed? Monspeed. What's his curse? I don't know. They never said what his or, or Derriere's were. Or uh, they said uh, Gloxney of Prose and Droll of Patience, but they never said like what the effects were, just what, they, what the uh, names were. But we're were. never known now because Miliotis killed them. Both of them in one shot. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> when he, uh, yeah, during that scene that we were talking, back on the boar hat we were talking about... Um, when uh, Derriere attacks uh, at uh, Liz, Elizabeth, um, mm. Meliodas intervenes, and he's back alive again in the living world. Um, and yeah, during that during that fight, that was a great fight too. I gotta say because I liked that it showed Meliodas had gained power now mm. and now knew how to fight Derriere because uh, he was instead of just blocking. He was like parrying and, and countering, so she couldn't build up her combo meter. Like just yeah. that fight scene was really cool to see. They did a really good job on the animation. It was like yeah, and, quick, but you can and, still see everything. And Derriere, once she found out who Elizabeth was, she doesn't particularly tell you who she is. She just realizes mm-hmm. it, um, and she tries to kill her as quickly as possible. And that's yep. when Miliotis comes to save her. So clearly, she, Elizabeth has some sort of power that the demons feel. Um, because if Derriere found out and, what it is, yeah, she yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. I think I think that Derriere recognized Liz as the one that caused Meliodas to betray the demon race. And the I'm reading about Droll. I didn't know he had the power to control time. I I wasn't aware of that because they never show him have that power. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was just a giant. He can control the earth. A time regression spell. A technique from the goddess clan that allows to send the soul of some being towards the past. Mm. Uh, he also had the power to scan... This probably is his curse, maybe. He has the ability to scan people's power levels. Yeah, that, that <laughs> might... Magic eye. Yeah. yeah, that's what Meliodas was trying to yeah. um, avoid earlier. Uh, yeah. was to have his plan revealed when Escanor attacked them, um, him and Gloxinia. Be- because he didn't want him to breed his... his he didn't want Droll to use his magic eye to see, to see what Meliodas' plan was, so that's why he had to do Escanor's that plan like that. Escanor's power was over 9,000! <laughs> Apparently it's over 65,000. 
What? 65,000? There's no way! <laughs> can I just say that the whole power level thing, they really, I really don't think they needed to introduce Who was the um, other in the second season. Gloxnia, right? Gloxnia of, of pros, yeah. I, I don't, they didn't repose. mention what, or, yeah, of repose, yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. Watching them freak out every time Escanor yeah. showed up. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to complain about that. <laughs> like it's, it keeps getting higher. <laughs> They're just all afraid of him every time they see him. Like, oh, shit. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, now, after that fight, they uh, essentially all retreat back. And that's where, uh, what's his name? Whose name? I forgot again. God damn it. Which Dreyfus. one? Dreyfus and um, Hendricks are fighting. No, no, Dreyfus uh, is in, in the in, in the ca- for... in, in the castle in the throne room, and so is Greyroar. Um, yes, the uh, the other Ten Commandment, and they essentially imprisoned a bunch of people, and they're kind of transforming into monsters. And if they try to stop them, like break them out of their little hatchling or the egg sack or whatever. Uh, they transform right away. Yep, and and there's another problem too, as we see with and I forget the guy's name, the guy um, but he attacks. Them? Yeah, the no the um, right before that, uh, because yeah. two of in that room, two of the two of the people that turned into monster like demon monsters uh, were attacked by uh, the the big the big green the big dude in the green shirt. Um, uh, his uh, name is. Yeah, I I can't remember his name ever, but uh, Del, 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 Delgado. Delgado, yes. Uh, yeah, Delgado. He, he attacks them, and ticks and and kills both of them, and then all of a sudden he like grows old super fast and just falls yeah. over dead. And that's where we learn Gray Road of pacifism, as you might have guessed. If you commit murder in front of Gray Road, uh, all of your time will be stolen from you. All of your remaining time basically ages you instantly. And so they're, they're trapped. Either they have to sit there and wait for these monsters to form, um, including Jericho is trapped up in this, and, and be killed by them or kill them and lose all their time to Grey Road or attack Grey Road yeah. and lose their lives, basically. By the way, the ones and... we don't know about are Repos, Patience... Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to say this word. Reticence. Reticence and purity. Those are the mm-hmm. ones we don't know about. The selfness, piety, faith, truth, and love that we do know about. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, and then this is where... Um, well, I, I don't know. What did you want to touch on, Gary? No, I, I, no, I, this, go for it. Go for the, it. Uh, that, that's where Merlin shows up. Yeah, yeah, this is where Merlin shows up. And this was fucking awesome because she... Um, kind of reveals a little something about herself because she kills one of the uh, monsters that comes out and she doesn't die. And everybody's just like, what? <laughs> What's happening? Why are you, how, how can you be alive? You committed murder in front of Grey Road. And she's like, oh, my, my special ability is infinity. I have infinite time and infinite magic power and, and everything. And they're just like, what? That's impossible. You hack. <laughs> How? How do you? How can he be? And then she reveals, and this is where it gets real. And I can't remember the name, but they, she reveals. They, she doesn't give you the. They, well, you no, don't no, know no. What the name. Is. No, 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 no. Let me finish. 
she reveals that she is the daughter of some other high-ranking demon, but it's it's not it's not a name that we've ever heard or that's been mentioned to us before. So she did say kind of who she was, but then she gives her name in the only way she can, which is some really fucking like weird Chicago album playing backwards demon tongue. And and there everybody's like, wait, what? Who? And she's like, oh, you can't pronounce it in a human tongue. And Grey Road like freaks out, just fucking panics. And then <laughs> she goes, she goes after uh, Merlin goes after Grey uh, Road, and the, she's the daughter of Belly Lillian. Yeah, Belly Alwyn. Belly Alwyn. Yep. Yeah. So who who, who, the whoever... demons know who that is, but nobody exactly, else. exactly. And and to see Grey Road, a Ten Commandment, fucking panic at that it now brings even more intrigue into okay. Who is Merlin now? Like who? Because now we know that she's apparently part of the demon race too. Is um, she part of the demon race? I, I, I Did guess. They I think it's uh, part of the goddess race. You think? Yeah. I thought I thought they were going for demon. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I or something of a long dead race. I, I just don't see like if she was a demon. Um. Yes, the demon demons would know her. Oh, I guess you could be right. Well, I don't know. Also, I mean, they can also him. know the goddess names too. We also because don't... remember, okay. Actually, according ahead, to the history, uh, Belialuin, it was actually uh, neutral in the conflict between the goddess and demon clans. She's probably human. I doubt it. Not so, so we still don't know what what Belialuin yeah, is. Because what remember, race he is. All, all the races we've lived in peace until the conflict happened. Which they, they talk about what, what started the war a little bit. The, they, wasn't it Meliodas that started the war? Isn't that kind of what they were alluding to? Like it was his fault? I think they're blaming him for costing them the war. But something else started the war because all the races lived together. Yeah. Up until something happened. They, they mention it, but I just don't remember what it is. Well, that's what I thought was was uh, something to do with Meliodas. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't. Well, it, it, it basically was because Meliodas betrayed the demons. Right. Because he fell in love with Elizabeth. Yes, but there, there, was, there was something. They, they were at war already, though, I thought. Or, yeah, I thought they? they were already at war when that happened. And, and that's when Meliodas betrayed them, which is what caused them to lose the war. Yeah. Also, by reading the wiki... I found out we've not actually seen Merlin's real form. She actually looks like a child. Spoilers, Ben. Spoilers. Well, there you go, Gary. <laughs> now, you, now you can love Merlin even more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've done a Gary pedophile joke. Come on! <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, after after she pretty much owns them there... Uh, Dreyfus tries to run away, and he encounters uh, Hendrickson. Wait, why uh, did you say that was? Billidian. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Billy Alwyn. It's actually a, a place. It's not actually a person. Yeah. When she says she's a daughter of Billy Alwyn, it means that that's where she was born. Yeah, she's born in the capital, a.k.a. the um, oh. capital of the wizards. Oh, okay. And that location was it was it, she's human, but yeah. it the, the that that area was um basically a Switzerland. 
when it came to yeah. the war between the goddesses and the demons. She actually w went to uh, have the two parlay and, and try and talk peace. Mm. Ah. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. No, no, that, that's interesting. <laughs> Apparently she's a very... Uh, but we still don't know why figure. the demons fear, fear her so much or the, those people. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, I love, but this this kind of little little fight I really love because it gave us some insight into why she's known as the as the what is it the boar sin of gluttony. Well, I think the um, goddess is actually feared her as well. By the way, because mm -hmm. of she, her infinite magic. It, well, she has an undying thirst for knowledge. That her yeah. glut her gluttonous nature is that of intelligence. She wants to know everything, yeah. and the only way she could truly know everything was by whatever. Since she committed, she has infinite magic. Um, I'm sure there's something very bad to this that we don't quite know about, yeah. kind of similar to Gother and, and Meliodas and that, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that she broke some kind of taboo. She, see, she's another character that bothers me in the show, uh, mostly because of her power. So She knows how powerful she is. She could have stopped a lot of shit from happening, but she did nothing, which really because upset me. That's like, not she could have personality, though. She wants to yeah, learn but, stuff. If but, she stops it from happening, she can't learn it. No, but why let herself be turned to stone when she easily could have beaten... Uh, what's his name? Well, she didn't know what it was going to do. Gallon. So. Gallon. Uh, I don't know. With, with the power Gallon. of time that she has and the fact that the demons fear the place that she's from, I, I feel like she could have done a lot more. Than pretend to be. Well, I said half the time, half of it's just explained by the well, fact that you know she doesn't want to stop it because she's a, she just wants to learn all about it. If she stops it, she's not going to learn. Uh, and see, I, I see, I see what you both are saying right there. Like, I would have thought that, like, like in regard, when you have like this gal situation with Galland, yeah. is that Meliodas had to warn her and to say no that won't work and you would think you would have thought that he would have already like explained her or that she would have already known what gallon of truth's abilities were if she lied to him but i no, also agree yeah. with like what ben said like maybe that that's her nature so maybe she wanted to be petrified and, and do that it's yeah, like, so, but it, so, I, I don't I, know i agree on both parts yeah. i guess it's because she wanted to learn but yeah. like if she fought or if she was around at the time during this war, she probably should have already known what all their powers are. Like, you don't think she would have studied the Ten Commandments' powers to learn what they all do? Yeah, but yeah. if she hadn't seen them in action, studying them is just one part of the experiment. But she would still know. Reaction. She would know if you lied to Galland, this is what would happen to you. She should know something like that. Maybe she thought she'd made a counter. Knowing... I don't know. It's just like my problem with Escanor. He's so powerful, but yet he didn't kill anybody. Even though he took out five of them by himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, like, you guys are a bit further ahead in the manga. Does, does any of this stuff make sense? I haven't read sense? the manga. I'm just reading stuff online. Oh. Because, like, like, that was... My, my issue... I, I really love the Seven Deadly Sins uh, anime. Like, and the second season was just fucking awesome. The second like, season it really was, was ten times better than the first. Though I really yes, think I will read far. the manga because I want to find out more about this stuff. Well, we may get a third season of the anime as well. Yeah, but, are they? 
We may. We, there, nothing has been announced, but no. there's enough uh, in the manga to be able to do it. Okay. I, I'm hoping as, that we do because yeah, there's... As, as far as I know, he's done writing it. Like, he finished the story. Mm. Oh, good. The, the manga writer. So that's why I said I don't think there is going to be a third season because I didn't know if he had written past this. Yes, he has. Yeah, he has quite a bit. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff we're not telling you. Yay. <laughs> See, and that's what I'm wondering because because this what I wanted to say is that this anime has it's basically how can I relate it to it's like reading a Dan Brown book where they just kind of spoon feed you and IV drip you information like Attack on Titan does and they keep building up all these mysteries and all these mysteries and all these mysteries and then they kind of answer some of them maybe you'll get lucky before the next season but they ask a lot more. And that's to keep you, you know, watching the season, watching the season. Like, like during the part where Meliodas had died, I had to binge watch that part because I'm like, there's no way I can't leave this unknown. I've got to know what happened, damn it. And, and <laughs> like, it forces you to keep going. And that's not really a good thing to fall back on. Um, but, I mean, it works, it works for this anime. And, and, and I like it, but there's just, there are. There are a lot of unanswered things and, and sometimes things that just kind of don't make sense. And I'm wondering, like, do, do some of these things start to make more sense? Like, does it come together cohesively as a whole um, towards the end of, I guess, the manga? Or, or for those in the know? Because it feels like we're still looking forward to an exciting third season and grand finale. But I, I want to... <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if none of this is justified. Like, I, I don't want to feel let down right now. No and, idea. and, like, like I'm sure I will catched a few things when I was trying to find um, stuff on, you know, on, while we were re- yeah, talking about the the abilities that we didn't yeah. know about. So, so we know, uh, what is it, four of the commandments right? Um, the two brothers, Miliotis' brothers. Asterosa um, and Zildris, yeah. They're still alive. Yeah, Drool um, and Glycemia are still alive. And mm-hmm. Um, the girl that Escanor set on fire. Yeah, Melascula is uh, somehow yeah. still alive after having her uh, neck broken and her heart's destroyed by <laughs> yeah, bomb. Right. Yeah, poor yeah. girl. Um, so yeah, so five of them are still alive. So half of the sin or the commandments are dead, and the other half still live. I still well, feel kind of kind of cheap. Six if you count Gother. Well, six yeah. if you count Gother. Yeah. And that's there's still a big question mark over Gother. Like, where does his role fit because, in? What did he? Yeah, because at the end, Gother remembers who he is. I I don't know if he does. I I, I think I don't know. He mentions <laughs> who he is at the end. He says, "I am the I th- Ten Commandments." Yeah, yeah. He says, "I'm Gother of the Ten Commandments." Yeah, but, well, maybe <laughs> it was just the way that it was. How can I put it? I don't think it was that on the nose. Because he was just repeating back what they said. But he it's was. the look in his eyes that he But had. it's the look in his eyes, yeah. So, yeah. again, it's like, I don't know. Because they don't come out and say it. That's what they do with this fucking series. Is they <laughs> never come out and say anything. It's always just like, poke, poke. Oh, what do you think? Do you think maybe this is some truth? Nope. Oh, what do you think? It's, it, it gets kind of frustrating to watch. To, as, as fun as it is. As absolutely fun as this anime is, it gets frustrating to watch during the middle of the season. I'm actually glad they're doing it on Netflix 
because if they did this by like a week by week episode, I would fucking hate life. <laughs> <laughs> like like I do with Attack on Titan. Yeah. Uh, we we should quickly uh say what happened with uh Dre- Dreyfus. Uh so Dreyfus fights Hendrickson uh after he runs away from Merwin. Uh Zalatros comes in to help them. Uh Dreyfus is just a little too powerful for them. So Zalatros decides to sacrifice himself to free Dreyfus of the demon that's controlling him. Um, which he does. Uh, the demon finally reveals himself Faldrin. <clears throat> uh, he's pretty much about to kill them. Uh, Miliota shows up, beats the shit out of him. Um, and then he pretty much creates this orb around him and he's about to self-destruct, uh, which is going to kill everybody that's around him. Um, well, he, he doesn't create the orb. Um, but he's about to self-destruct and uh, Griamor in his uh, youth form, which you'll remember he was in uh, after his training with the uh, druids. Oh, yes. yes, yes, yes. Uh, he, he jumps in and, and basically said, you know, for Aldrin, yeah, no, don't, don't do that. Don't hurt. Don't hurt these people. And for Aldrin <laughs> of selflessness, uh, realizes that after having control over Dreyfus for so many years and basically pretending to be the father for so many years to Grimoire that he actually cares about Grimoire because Grimoire had put that orb up it's his uh, I forget the name of the spell but it's like basically Grimoire's perfect defense spell um, that uh, and he puts it around himself and Feraldrin so it would have only killed them if, uh, mm-hmm. if he had blown himself up and Feraldrin can't do it because he now he views Grimoire as a son. And this is where we see the, the giant leap of character growth from Feraldrin and that now he un- understood, understands finally what Gother was trying to tell him all those years ago about why Meliodas betrayed them, uh, about mm-hmm. finding something in your life worth fighting for and something worth protecting. And so, like, like he suddenly grew and he suddenly understood what it felt like to be human. And then he felt he understood what it, he'd done to Meliodas by killing Liz. And he, he, so he stops, Grimoire puts down the orb, he walks up to Meliodas and he's basically like, kill me. Like, the, I deserve to be punished for what I've done. And uh, this is where we see Meliodas's the result of Meliodas's sin. Um, and now that he's back, he has more of his father's power, the Demon King's power, and without hesitating, he just fucking kills Feraldrin. Like, up, like, <laughs> like just fucking super uppercuts him and yeah. destroys him, turns him into ash. And, and I uh, think that moment is a huge hint at where it's gonna go. Yes. Because you saw Bond's face when he mercilessly just, without mercy, just murdered him. Mm-hmm. And I think, to me, I know you, uh, Klaus, you're further ahead, but to me, I think Bond realized that when this is all said and done, he's going to have to take it upon himself to kill Miliotis. Because Miliotis cannot become what he used to be. And Miliotis knows that eventually he's going to become that. There's mm-hmm. no stopping it. He's just postponing yeah, and they do. There's a nice little uh, scene later on we can we can get to that he admits that he's afraid of himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, 
basically breaks down in Liz's arms at their little uh well, the boar the boar hat is in shambles <laughs> after this after this whole uh event and he's sitting by the fire and Liz comes up and joins him and he finally breaks down in front of her like he finally starts crying and leans into her for strength because he <laughs> he's afraid of himself and he knows too like you're saying Gary where this is probably going to end up yeah <clears throat> so I don't know and then that's kind of where we're left off with oh oh, and a hilarious scene with uh, Greamore growing up again <laughs> <laughs> oh my <Yeah. laughs> I died I died so goddamn funny restored by the kiss of, 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 of the one he loves yep yeah, I forget the the princess's name, but he was still a child, and they and Hendrix and Dreyfus were talking, uh, you know, uh, during I guess during the sunset or whatever. They're finally having their heart to heart after Dreyfus got his body back, and uh, and so what was the training in like? Oh, it was, it, you know, it had to happen because he had to know what it was to you know be a child with Dreyfus and blah blah blah. But yeah, his true love, and it was the princess. And oh, you're such a cutie. Well, his clothes didn't grow with him. And that's, dude, that scene, just just that one shot from behind her, you know, and it's her head, it's the back of her head, and it zooms out, and she's just like this teeny thing in front of Griamore's giantness, and they don't show it, obviously, but her head's like in his crotch, (laughs) and he's just massive compared to her. And then uh, her other, uh, I forget her name, the caretaker, or her sister, or her sister, whoever the hell it was. Walks in. uh, yeah, walks in. Oh, Grimoire! Just like explodes him out the window. And yeah, there's a big, <laughs> there's a big naked flaming Grimoire flying out the window now. <laughs> uh, get, think, uh, you know, they ended kind of with things going back to normal a little bit, but still, like you know, the yeah, big that, that's where they learned that these guys are all still alive. Yeah, especially uh, the the woman because none of the people that she's brought back to life had died, which they should have died once she died. Yeah, Elaine is now like, upstairs in the boar hat bed. Uh, just like her body is, and she's like Meliodas was. The body's still alive, but she's not waking up. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. what else? We should also quickly mention Hog's power. Uh, through, <laughs> his, through his molecular training, he realized that he can now, anything that he eats, uh, that's alive. That has uh, magical gains, power. Magical power, yes. He gains their power. <laughs> how, could, how could we forget this? Because during... Dur- Hawk <laughs> is, like, the, some of the best comic relief during this entire series. And, like, by pure chance, he ends up helping everybody out in some way. What are you talking about? Hawk is the hero of this story. You know, yes, yes. No, you're right. Hawk is the hero. And the strongest <laughs> of the seven deadly sins. <laughs> At a power level of 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, three. Uh, God. No, that, that, that scene where he eats the, what is the, the big, like, underground dwelling snake things? Yeah. He just, like, swallows it whole and everybody's, like, freaking out. It's like, did he just do that? that I gotta say, okay. if you look during that scene when he's eating it, it's actually pretty disturbing because you can pinpoint the moment that the, that the fish thing dies. Yeah. yeah, just like oh when its head goes limp and its eyes roll back, like they animated that while he's eating it. I was just like, "Oh my god!" 
Yeah, and, and he keeps this power of theirs up until he poops. Yeah. <laughs> he and boy does he poop. Out. It was so great. Well, that was a good show, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> have we been waxing on a little too long? Yeah, we're going to have to end it here. We've yeah. only been going for a couple hours. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, it, like I said, it, it was a yeah. lot to go through. But it was so good. I just, to to our listeners, please definitely check it out. Yeah, it's on Should Netflix. we rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. Gary? Um, combined with the two seasons, I thought season two was a lot better than one. I would go with an 8.5. Chris? Uh, yeah, I, I would uh, definitely agree. I said solid eight last week, but reminiscing about with you guys has bumped it up to an 8.5 for me too. <laughs> Klaus? I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you guys. Um, I binged the first season when it came out, and when I saw the second season, and it's like, we got to watch this and review it. And like I said, so I, I give it a, a solid nine. Nice. Okay. I want to give it a 9.5, so. Yes. Because of the boobies, I knew it. Boobies. I love it. And the fan service <laughs> panties. Oh, mm. okay. <laughs> Good show. Uh, are we going to do a, a recommendation this week or save it for next week? I think we should save it for next week just because we're going to have to catch up with last week's and this week's anime. and Well, this week's anime and next week's anime, so. Okay. Sounds good. We got some more Boruto and Fairy Tale coming. Yep, and I oh, know we finished Attack on Time, we. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. For now. Until what is it, April? Yeah. Or when or whenever, like they do. So <laughs> Gary, you got any shout outs? Uh no, just shout outs to you guys uh having me on. Shout outs to Klaus for recommending the second season, which I was holding off on for a while after it came out. Um, shout out to Tim. I hope he's able to join us next week. Fonzie, as always. Uh, yeah, that's it. A shout out, um, uh, Klaus. Have you got any shout? Sorry. Well, I'm actually very glad that you guys all enjoyed this. I was a little worried initially when I had recommended. I heard some kind of misgivings about it, but uh, I'm glad you ended up really enjoying it, like I did. Um, but again, I want to shout you guys out. Thank you again for having me on. It's nice to be back. Um, shout out to everybody who's listening. Um, and shout out to Chili for being my co-host last night on Phoenix Down Radio. You should guys go check that out at uh, phoenixdownradio.com. Yay, that was fun. <laughs> Ish. It was Eureka, so. Eureka! Yay. <laughs> it was a thing. Chris, have you got any shout-outs? Uh, friends, fans, family, you guys, uh, thank you so much. It was I loved finally getting able, being able to have a chance to talk about this anime because, like you, Klaus, I also... Absolutely loved it. Had had watched it beforehand and was super excited for the second season. Um, to everybody who is normally here or sometimes here but is not here, like Tim and uh, Alphonse and Neil, uh, love you guys, miss you guys. And yeah, if anybody wants to follow me, you can reach me at Twitter at Devangel, D-E-V-A-N-G-I-E-L. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Work to Game for letting me on their podcast. Uh, shout out to Shields I Tank at twitch.tv slash Shields I Tank. Congratulations for reaching 500 followers. A shout out to Mouse Radio, twitch.tv slash Mouse Radio. Shout out to Moogle Girl Around Radio, twitch.tv slash Moogle Girl Around Radio. Shout out to Phoenix Down Radio with the amazing Klaus, Sarah, and I guess me. Uh, twitch.tv slash <laughs> Phoenix Down Radio. 
Um, also, yeah, good good show, everyone. Yes. Yeah. Until next Are week, you... go get more stickers because of the boobs. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>